Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. Now, this week's show has been exploring startup-rich communities and, believe it or not, Israel has become one of the leaders in startup communities globally. So how do they do it? Well, on the line with me now is Clyde Hutchinson from the Irish-Israel Business Network. So, Clyde, tell us, uh, first of all, the Irish-Israel Network. Tell us what you do there. Well, we were set up in 2012 really to establish links between Ireland and Israel. We're a non-political and independent organization. Our our, our common agenda is really to establish uh, connections. Ireland traditionally doesn't have a huge amount of connections between Israel. uh, And it really came from the growing tech scene and startup scene in Ireland and Dublin. And really looking how we can share knowledge, share R&D, share innovations with the, the tech scene in Israel and in Tel Aviv. And it's really to establish uh, a way of creating those networks, developing connections, and also look at the learning points. I know that Tel Aviv in Israel has one of the, the biggest uh, tech startup scenes in the world, we'll say, outside of, outside of the United States. What is it about Israel that has allowed this to happen? Well, I think a lot of people will identify one significant book, and there was a book published called Startup Nation in 2009 by Dan Senior and Saul Singer. And that really looked into the reasons why Israel became the startup nation. And they would point to two major factors. And the first factor being the young people going into the military. And that gives people access to technology, the ability to work in teams, and also the, the, the understanding of the technology at an early stage, but also what was important to Israel that they had a large influx of immigration uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, especially from Russia, which meant that there was a huge amount of engineers which and technical people came into the country at the same time. Also, Israel is very similar to Ireland, and they, they set up a system of government-supported incubators and uh, a venture capital pathways so that companies could be formed easily, companies could be formed quickly, and also that they would get support. And that the three main factors were the reason why in Tel Aviv, uh, especially that the tech scene and also startups really, really grew. When I was talking to Owen Dowling from Boxfish in Silicon Valley earlier, he talked about venture capital and, and, and the capital that is in Silicon Valley, and that's why it attracts so many people uh, to come there, to start their business there. Mm-hmm. Is Israel similar from that point of view as well? Do, do the venture capitalists, are they there? Are they situated there? And so therefore, that's where, the, I suppose, the power base grows from? Well, Israel is the second ranked country in the world for PC 
on this, and they're actually just behind the US in terms of VC funds. And these VC funds are a mixture between the big international funds such as Sequoia, mm-hmm. which are based on the West Coast as well, as well as indigenous ones. So there's a huge amount of capital around for Israeli companies. And I think last year there was 2.25 billion VC capital went into 650 startups, which is for a country which is roughly the same size of Ireland, it's a truly astonishing figure. Is there something there in Israel that Ireland can can emulate? I think so, and I think my my, my view is it's really about sharing sharing knowledge and also developing relationships. I don't I don't think it's a one way street. I don't think that Israel has all the answers. I do think that Ireland. The emerging tech scene in Ireland, and also, I think there's a number of different factors now which makes Ireland very, very attractive as a as a model again for Israel to follow. Um, I think the, the the view is that they've been hugely successful. They have been have the ability to not only get get companies funded but get companies accepted, which is still the stage in Ireland where we're really looking for a number of high-value exits. And to throw out another statistic, the high-tech exits last year in Israel were $6.64 billion, uh, which is, if that, if we get to the, even a fraction of that in Ireland, we, it would be an immense importance to the economy. Mm. But saying that, uh, I think probably one of your questions is what, why does that, Israel need to be connected to Ireland? Because obviously Israel's got all the CC money. It's also getting that high level of exits. But I think with Ireland, what we're seeing is that we have the highest level of seed investment in Europe. We have a number of very, very strong, both international funded incubation centers, such as Dog Patch and Flowers, but also with the NDRC, we've got the world's top academic IT incubator, but also on a ground roots level, we've got the the best angel investment or high net worth investment in Europe as well. So there's a lot of factors which, because of this, makes us seen as a good model for Israel to follow, not just Ireland looking to Israel for new ideas. I think there is a benefit that we can be neutral partners and looking at, at forming a strong tech alliance for the future. Is there another point here as well that while we know that there's a demand, that but we also need to show people what we can do in, in terms of we need to have perhaps a, a champion, somebody, you know, a, a company that grows from Ireland to say, look, this is how we've done it and, and this is what we, this is the model we're going to use going into the future as well to attract that investment into Ireland as well. Absolutely. And I think we're starting to get those companies coming through. We're starting to get companies which are getting significant attention and also international VC funding. Mm. One example, which is personal to me, would be Trusted. Because Trusted, last year we ran a, a competition called Start Tel Aviv to take Irish companies over to Israel as part of their annual entrepreneurship and start a startup festival or, or DLD festival. Mm-hmm. And Trusted is one of is becoming one of those rising stars within the global startup scene. It won the Techstars Prize. It also, in the recent South, South by Southwest conference, they won their category prize. Yeah, we had Trestev on the show a number of months before they uh, 
went to global domination by the looks of it. <laughs> well, no, look, trust that. And I think you're right. I think we need to have case studies. We need to be able mm. to say, look, these are our companies. These are the companies which are are pulling their weight at a global stage. They are setting up bases in the U.S. They are getting attention. And, it's, and it's, we need to sort of build that stage. And I think Ireland's at that phase now that over the next number of years, we are going to have a number of these startups which are going to have global significance and people are going to have to, people will pay more and more attention to what is happening to Ireland. And I think that really goes back down to you look at Trustev, Trustev came out of Wara, also there's companies which come out of the NDRC. These are the fruits of the, the seeds which we've been putting putting down in, in these incubation programs which have been supported by the government. So mm. over the next number of years we're going to see more and more Irish success stories and more and more Irish success stories coming out of the, the, the startup scene and also the startup incubators. You mentioned government there as well. In Israel, and I suppose if, if you want to argue the point here in Ireland as well, how much of a role does government play in, in all of this? Is it a big hand or do they just simply, I suppose, lay the foundation and then let everybody else, the tech startups, just get on with it themselves? It depends on the sector. Obviously, in the in the med tech sector, which takes a long longer time for these for companies to get through because obviously regulation, mm. that there's more government support. It's really system is very very similar to what Enterprise Ireland supports in Ireland. They really are looking to assist growth. I think the difference between Israel and Ireland is in Ireland we have, as I said, that wealth of seed capital. That's less so the case in Israel. And also that means that companies have to move quicker in Israel because there's not that level of support. But in Ireland, you do get a, a level of government support, both for our agencies, uh, Enterprise Ireland and IDA, are globally seen as best in, in practice of what they do. And also now where Ireland is moving away from attracting the big uh, multinationals to come and really looking at attracting those global startups, then organizations such as IDA are going to be more and more involved in the startup arena, really looking at the big global startup superstars and really trying to get them to come to Ireland. But I think both cases that the government has been actively involved in encouraging, and I think government needs to be involved in really supplying the funds to that, that kind of seed level to allow a companies to get up off the ground, but also to get incubation centers going and, and up and running and funded. In Israel, what has the tendency has been where the government has funded incubation centers for a period of time until they start to see their own exits, and then those incubation centers are go public and are privatized or have an IPO. Mm-hmm. And that's been a very successful system. It's a system called uh, Yosin, a system which they've done, which has been very, very successful. And it also incentivizes those incubators to pick the best companies to come in because obviously they're private at that stage. But in summary, I think both governments are, have an active hand, but at an, earlier, at an early stage, at a later stage, then they let the companies form and grow uh, as they wish. But... And I think that's the best policy uh, to really help the companies when they need it.
Clyde Hutchinson from the Ireland Israel Business Network. And uh, if people want to find out more, iibn.org. iibn.org is the website as well. Clyde, thank you very much for joining us on the Thank you very much. What was the show? Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's show. My thanks to all my guests. Don't forget, you can read my columns every Monday in the Irish Examining newspaper. Plus, you can find us on Focus SME Ireland and Caelan K on Twitter as well. Focus SME Ireland and Caelan K. I'm Caelan Kerwin. You've been listening to The Small Business Show. Bye for now. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.